The sounds there of Stimela with Siaya Pambili bring the time to 27 minutes before 5 o'clock. A very good morning to you. It's time for our Get Up and Go. And this morning we are joined by Zaza Mota. She is an award-winning journalist and the founder-director of Pout Movement, which is a self-empowerment movement for young women. Zaza, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Kanye and your listeners. Thank you for having me. My dear, let's start off by asking you, what is your get up and go, your daily routine that gets you up and going each morning? Um, I have a young daughter, so my get up and go is actually having to wake up and getting her ready to go to school. Um, thereafter, I just have a pause moment to think about my day, and I just get on with it and just get ready to go to work. Mm. I don't have, like, anything like a ritual in specific um that i that i use you know just to to get recharged i just you know like getting her ready for school um actually sets the tone for the rest of the day lovely one and tell us more about pout movement now when i think about pout i obviously think about selfies and people pouting mm-hmm. you know and, <laughs> you know and feeling themselves on instagram but i think you have a slightly different uh, meaning to it tell us more about it um, well, part movement, like you mentioned, is a self-empowerment movement for young uh, women. Yeah. And for me, the journey actually started when I was seven. Um, I witnessed the death of my mother towards the end of apartheid. Um, she got shot inside her house while she was on the phone, and she left behind six kids and her husband. And I remember um, while we were going out of the house, we were met by a lot of journalists asking us questions and taking photos. And then we were sent to the house next door because there was so much commotion. Mm. But later on that day, I saw a news bulletin, which was obviously short and straight to the point. But then I saw the visuals of our house on TV. And I remember the news leader sitting, saying that a woman was shot. And I remember having this um, fear or this um this need of wanting to tell the news reader that it was my mom. You know, I just wanted to tell the world that the woman who I shot was my mom. And remembering those visuals while I was seven years old while growing up actually wanted me, I actually wanted to tell the world my story. So I vowed on that day because of what happened to tell the world my story. Mm. So there afterwards, growing up without a mom being raised by a single dad, always having this passion or this mission of telling the world my story, I discovered that there was something called journalism. Mm. Mm. And then I became good at languages in school, in English and Afrikaans. And I was lucky at the age of 18 to meet a woman by Ziona Jacobs, who who became my mentor. And then she um, basically helped me and molded me into becoming a journalist. But she was also running her own business at that time. And while growing up, we had to sell seeds and like chips and stuff at school to get money to go to school. So that um, sense of entrepreneurship was instilled in me by my dad. So when I met Ziona, I had this passion for telling the world my story. And I also had this passion of one day starting my own business. And she showed me that I could do both. Um, so um, part movement was a, a result of my a result of my life's journey mm-hmm. because while growing up I needed a space where I could obviously share my feelings and share my my life journey and share my genes. And so while I was growing up and going through life and um, facing the difficulties of being a girl child, basically, um, I developed I developed this platform of um, empowering young women, but in a sense. Through life and experiencing difficulties, I was empowering my own. Like I was empowering myself. For example, mm. um, while I was 
growing up, we didn't have a lot at home. Um, basically, we grew up poor. So I had to spot opportunities that were freely available to empower myself. And obviously, through the help of my dad, um, he used to read a lot of newspapers. So coming back home, he would share those newspapers with me, and I would spot opportunities in newspapers, you know, through essay competitions, essay competitions to experience different um opportunities in life. So I entered a lot of essay competitions and I got exposed to the world, which, um, and those opportunities came for free. It just needed me to write something or to research a bit, then submit. And then I, I, I got to win a couple of opportunities to experience some of the, some of the things that I wanted. So growing up in life and experiencing what a girl child has to go through, and not having a place to go to in terms of when I needed help. Mm. Obviously, Ziona Jacobs was a, a, um, a great tool and a resource for me. Um, eventually, when I started working and, and being a journalist in, in the magazine field, I was um, I spotted the opportunity that there wasn't a place for young women to go to in order to empower themselves to be better. So park movement was a result of my life's journey since I was seven years old. So that's, so what, it is. that's what it basically is in a nutshell. You have an amazing story and I'm, I'm also just picking up some points as you're busy talking and I see somebody whose calling was carved out for her out of a great tragedy and mm. it has, you know, resulted in some great work and we applaud you, you know, for taking your story and taking it far and wide to the world. I want to read something from your own profile that you've got here. You say mm. you overcome, you overcame the bitterness from my, my, let me read it in the first word so that it makes more sense for the listeners. I overcame the bitterness from my mother's death because my dad never acted like a victim in front of us. I overcame the bitterness by doing things which made me feel good, which included going to drama school, public speaking, art classes, dancing and playing netball. And every time I felt good, I wanted more of that feeling. To tell you the truth, doing that saved me. I think that's a very powerful statement and mm. you speak to the fact that it's important to have outlets. It's important to have positive things that you can pour yourself into instead of just, you know, dying in silence. Find outlets, things that will be therapeutic to you, whether it's dancing, whether it's writing, mm-hmm. whether it's expressing yourself in poetry, whether it's journalism, in your case, you know, telling people stories. Why do you think it's important for people to discover those outlets for themselves? Um, it is important, like you said, it's very therapeutic because there are challenges in life and sometimes you don't have the words or the tools to express the pain that you're going through. Mm. So if you're part of a, like a social clap or a sports clap or some form of group which is doing positive things or is using either your, your body or using your mind to be creative in, in some sort of way, so you redirect that energy without mm. you realizing because you take your mind off what is bothering you or what is a challenge in front of you and you redirect that energy. And um, when that um, a negative energy is stored up and once it's released, obviously you feel better because your, your body is re- releasing endorphins and obviously that um, automatically makes you feel better. Mm. So for me, it was important and it's something that my dad encouraged and like it, and it's also addictive. Like if you do something that makes you feel good, you you keep at it. You know, it, like you continue with it because once you feel good and you once you're in that state, then other things open up for you. And that's where 
I was able to spot other opportunities because I had the energy to do to do more, mm. other than feeling sorry for myself. Because there were moments, um, especially in high school, as a teenage girl, where I felt no something is wrong. Because when my mom passed away, it happened at a young age, and I couldn't I couldn't really process what what was happening. So uh, being really active in in high school allowed me to sometimes verbalize what was happening, and without me realizing, and my teachers also saw it and encouraged it, I was actually releasing that stress and releasing that negative energy. And with that mindset, I, I carried that throughout my life, and it and it continued to work for me. Mm. And being creative within PALT allows me to handle to handle challenges that other people wouldn't necessarily handle the way I, I, I did or the way I could. So it's important to have an outlet besides of work or besides of your normal everyday life where you can just zone out and use either your talents or something that um, that is God-given to actually release the stresses of the day or yeah. the stresses of the year. So if you do find that one thing that which is positive that doesn't like... Um, like block your process, something that is not negative. If you do find that one thing, keep at it because it's gonna be most of the time. Most of the time, you're saving grace. Mm, very, very true. Now, tell us more about you know some of the programs that Pout runs for young women. Um, basically, um, I start. I wanted to start Pout in the beginning as a magazine, but it was so capital intensive, so I had to find different ways of um, disseminating information because it's part movement. The idea is to spread information as far and as wide as possible because I was born in the township, I was born in Soweto and the lack of opportunities there and I realized how we co- we consume information in the township. I wanted to um, put together information in a very creative way but in also in a very digestible way. So. Um, I started initially on social media. Mm. So there is one particular program within Pout Movement called uh, Pout Leader, uh, which is for free, where women join in as a group and they encourage each other to achieve their dreams. And also I do a lot of talks in corporates um, and when I get invited to speak, where I speak to other women and, and some, with some of the women we communicate via email mm. to help them through their challenges. So those are the two main sort of like outreach programs that I do. But obviously I'm in talks with corporates to do more work and to do more outreaches. But those are the two main sort of like outreach elements that I'm focusing on this year. Now let's talk more about what it is that motivates you to do better in life. Um, basically, my, my mother's story motivates me, and I actually got in touch with a journalist. There was a journalist from the U.S. from um, who was working for the Chicago Tribune, Tribune, who covered the story of my mother when she passed away. He was actually there, and when I read his article, which was um, put up online, I think, last year or a couple of years ago, when I found the article, he wrote it in detail, like he wrote my mother's name correctly, spelled it correctly, my father's name spelled everything correctly, described the scene as I remember it when I was seven years old. So when I when things get tough or when I experience challenges, I always go back to the why and why I started Pout yeah. or why I embarked on this journey. So my mother's story always encourages me um, because if Howard didn't tell that story, Nobody would have known that a woman like Usindi Siwemata existed, you know. And if I didn't remember the scene from when I was seven years old, I wouldn't have kept her story alive because 
as much as we say, oh, okay, the stories are the stories about apartheid are so old and they over and done with, but the damage that was done still exists, and it's and we still have to do a whole lot more to heal this country and to fix the damage that was done before. So. My mother's story motivates me. Um, how she died motivates me. But her, she left us such a beautiful legacy in terms of my brothers and sisters. Because during our party, she had her own business. You know, they moved up from rural South Africa. Um, her and my dad mm. to move up to Soweto to start a business, raise six kids. You know, so um, their story motivates me. Their legacy motivates me to do better and to build on what they left us. Absolutely phenomenal. And how would you inspire some young person listening at this point saying, you know, Zaza, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing the passion in your voice and, you know, how intent, you know, how intentional you are in telling your mom's story and going out there and inspiring others. Can you please inspire me to help me because I'm feeling very discouraged right now and my life is not going as well. What do you say to that young person listening right now? Oh, goodness, you're taking me back when I was a teenager. <laughs> um, uh, basically, uh, as cliched as it sounds, whatever bad thing you're going through is happening for a reason. Yeah. It is a gift, as painful as it is, it's a painful gift that is shaping and molding you into this diamond that you're supposed to be, into this light that you're supposed to be, so you can further bring light into the world. I remember in high school, um, we learned a lot about idioms in, in our English classes, and there was this one idiom that always stuck with me that says you have to be cruel to be kind. Mm. I didn't understand why do you have to be cruel to be kind? Why can't you just be kind for the sake of kindness? Um, but life has like um, just a posi- has a, has a just a position. It has extremes for you to appreciate the good that happens. So in order for you to appreciate the good times that happen in your life, you have to go through the bad times that happen in your life mm-hmm. because you won't know the good unless you experience the bad. So for the situation that you're in is actually preparing you for something better in life. It's growing you. It's growing your character. It's making you build on your integrity. It's making you build on your resilience. It's making you see the good in the bad and with those traits, you'll be able to um, either carve out something that is great for you or great for your family or great for your community. And there you can be of use not only to yourself but to the world. So what I've learned with every challenge in life is that when it comes, obviously it's painful. But during the lesson, if you can keep yourself still and ask yourself or try to see what that particular lesson is teaching you. And when you do come out of it and you after you and you look back and you're like, Oh, okay, I had to go through either this bad relationship or I had to lose my job to even maybe start my own business or I had to lose this job so I could apply for this job which will give me more opportunities. Or if at this point, I didn't have money, but when I had this money, I, once I had money, I was able to grow it into more money and create wealth for myself. So these two contracts have to exist. They have to exist in order for you to be better. Mm. And finally, do you have a quote or an inspirational message that you can share with our listeners? Um, oh, yes, definitely. Um, there's a motto that I um, I um I came up with for parts, which is you are powerful beyond measure, outstanding for every effort that you make. 
unique for there's no one like you and talented because you are blessed with the ability to contribute to society. So I always go back to that to say, I mean, you don't have to be the best in the world. You don't have to be an Oprah, for example, but you are powerful because you have the tool, which is your mind, which is God-given to use to uplift yourself. And you are outstanding because once you make an effort to achieve achieve something, it will make you stand out and you're unique just for the sake of you being you with your name and your surname and where you were born. And that that, that makes you unique by itself. And you're talented because within each of us, there are talents that we can use to bless ourselves and to bless um, the world that we live in. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. How do our listeners get in touch with you on social media? Okay, on social media, I'm at Zaza Mota on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you really do need to drop me an email, you can send an email to info at poutmovement.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for being with us. Enjoy the rest of your day. And you've shared such great wisdom with us. It's been an absolute pleasure being in your company. Ten minutes before five for o'clock. Stay with us right here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And we are leading the conversation as is always the case. Here's the sounds of Kirk Franklin featuring Mary J. Blige and various artists with Lean On Me.